Welcome back to New Realities. I'm Alan Steinfeld, and these are part of a series of programs about the expansion of consciousness. And I'm very happy to be joined by my very good friend, Barbara Slane. We've done many, many shows together. And again, we're very happy to bring someone I call a modern day sage, a sage of light, the founder of the Light Institute. She's the author of one of my favorite books, Ecstasy is a New Frequency, um, The Evolution of God, Ageless Body. But she holds a certain position that's really one of the elders of, of, of star beings that have come in this uh, wave of awakening of us as part of the cosmos. That's what I have to say about her, Barbara. What would you say, Ed, because you've worked with Chris personally. That um, Chris is a... Uh... In, in total integrity with her work and, and what she does, and that the, the, the way to access the, the light and the colors that I've been taught have remained with me. So uh, the work that I've done with Chris has been very profound. I go to it often. Uh, I should probably do it a lot more. And um, <laughs> I've been out in Galisteo, it's, it's so beautiful. And Chris is just a, a beam of, of light and love and, and authenticity. So I feel very honored to be here today. You give, you give me a lot of hope for the planet. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah, I'm really happy she's here with us today. I think I first interviewed you in the 80s we met. And, yes. <laughs> and the whole history. But, you know, we've been through some strange times here in the last couple of years, and something is shifting, and I know you're very aware of it, but can you give us an overview of what's, what is changing, what has changed, and what are the changes coming as you see it? <laughs> well, it's not a short conversation, but I'll, this is what I would say. We humans have our own timetable. We think in minutes and days and months, whereas the streaming of the cosmos is so much more expansive and so it causes us frustration what we're seeing on the planet right now is very exciting actually to me what's happening is that all of the wars and all of the bloodshed and all of the confusion about who we are and who is god and who are the galactics and all of that has um sort of been choking mother earth for eons of times, millions of years, and it is erupting now. We are in the time of fire, and it is erupting, and that's why we're seeing what we are seeing, but that is the reason we're here. It's interesting to me that people feel like, oh, this is impinging on my life. This is happening to me, and I would say, or my higher self would say, no, this is happening for you. It's happening for us so that we can see that all of this is past history of humanity. It doesn't belong to us. And all of the 8 billion people who are on the planet right now, we are a soul family. And we have come, we play different roles. Some people um, play the victims so that the victimizers can be exposed. And we're seeing a lot of that misuse of power. It's all coming to the fore and it's very exciting. Why? because it's the purpose of our being here. And we have within us through our infinite incarnations of the soul, we have garnered 
the wisdom, the power, the illumination, and the capacity to change in order to create the evolution, the speeding of the evolution of humanity. We are a young species, but we are eternal souls. And mm. so really, if, if you could look out what's happening with the war here, what's happening with the politics, what's happening with the bodies, and think of that in terms of how do I want to answer to that? What's my part in it? What do I have to give to it? At the Light Institute, we always say, what is the gift? What is mm. the gift? And when we think of it that way, we realize that um, this sense that we have, well, what can I do? You can do everything because consciousness, consciousness changes reality in the blink of an eye. But, but just to follow up, and then Barbara has a bunch of questions. Um, what is the purpose for being here? Why did we incarnate? We incarnated in order to bring the experiences we've had as souls into this framework, into this arena. We have been through death and wars and evolution and influence and influx from uh, higher uh, civilizations and lower civilizations. We have been through this before. So within our memory banks, we have a frame of reference and this is what has to awaken in us right now, that, that you have within you uh, a way out, a way through. But of course, it, it hinges on how you see yourself. If you see yourself as a victim, if you see yourself as, you know, just having everything impinge upon you, then you forget the laws of the cosmos. And one of the laws of the cosmos is that the giver has the power. And so when we think of, well, what can I do about what's happening on this planet? It starts by feeling that the cosmic wisdom that is stored uh, within and around you comes through you and from you. So it's the direction of energy. If you see an argument or uh, something that's out of balance, you with your consciousness can send a frequency of light because light is the communication from the cosmos. If you extend that energy out, you will be able to make a difference. And you'll feel that inside you. And that's what we read need right now. First of all, you know, we've never done anything as groups. And yet look what's happening on the planet right now. Of course, it's a little bit sometimes like teenagers in that uh, we know what we don't want, what we don't know, what we do want. And so in that coming into our power, there's a lot of anger and attack and projection that goes on. But for me, it's the cosmic giggle because I know that we are moving through what sages have called the, the time of the Kali Yuga. And the, the Kali Yuga was uh, spoken of as kind of a couple thousand years of darkness. And we are almost through that. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing because it's saying, Wake up, humans, give your gift, use your life, use life, and, and protect life. So it's, it's a great time to be here. So each one of us has a role and a special gift to give. We'll start with that, right? Yes. So I just want to Oh, add, many gifts to give. Or many gifts to give. That's just one. Yeah, yeah. So, and- is this the only planet that we've been on as far as there's a specific way things play out here? 
And so we're here right now for a reason, but is this, is this, what else, have we been to other galaxies and other planets or are we here now? And just how do we start with that? And then yes. how do we access the optimization of our expression here? Mm -hmm. First of all, of course, we have traveled as, as uh, through our soul's uh, experiences and evolution through many forms and many galaxies and multi-universes. Uh, I myself have seen over 12 different universes. And so <laughs> I assure you, we have, we have all accessed different forms of expression of the soul. And, and so it's one of those beautiful things that, that is a law of the universe is the, the coming in and the going out, like the yin and the yang, the day and the night. And so we are here, this is the planet of the heart. And we have so much to give many other very advanced civilizations who have, mm, have sort of seeded out individuation. And so our individuation is very interesting, very volatile, but very important to not only the evolution of our species as we're carrying the human species right now, but we're not just humans, <laughs> uh, but it is also important to the evolution of many galactic groups and higher consciousness beings who need the energies that we have to continue the, the, this individuation, the, the creative capacity of form. What is true in cosmic law is that uh, the unmanifest will always come back into manifestation. Now, we have come many times into human form, but we've come into other forms as well. Why? Because if there is no, if there's no form, then all universes, all that is would collapse. And so there will always be evolution of in the incarnational patterns that we have. And so, on the one level, we've come here to pull in from the cosmos an awakening of who we are and radiating that out. And as we radiate it out, energy comes back into us. And so what needs to come back into us is energy that takes us deep inside who we are. And I, in a way, I wouldn't even say who we are, Barbara, because who we are is changing very rapidly right now. I always said to my students, Speak your truth, but just know that tomorrow your truth will change because truth is only what you experience. And so we who have come to this planet, imagine the experience we have uh, through all these incarnations. That is why I have been doing incarnational work for 66 years, a very long time of exploring these other cloaks that we've worn, what, what forms we have taken, and how we have used consciousness and other experiences of the soul. Uh, my higher self always says, you're the best movie in town. <laughs> <laughs> so with all these people, ever, so many, sorry, Alan, so many people are struggling now for a variety of reasons yes. and projections. Yes. What, is there a practice or something to start the day with that would help us to see more clearly through the weeds, especially mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know if we go to your YouTube channel, you have those amazing meditations and I, I've done them with you, but it's a day-to-day, -day, you can't always be in meditation. It's a day-to-day check-in. 
And how do we pull out from this drama a little bit enough to see how we could possibly shed some light on it? Mm -hmm. Oh, there, there's so many possibilities to what you're converse, conversing about right now, Barbara. There's so many what I call exercises in consciousness that we can do to start a day and to align ourselves with that. So that first of all, uh, we begin to feel that we do have the power to, if it's something that's happened to you, maybe you have trouble with your finances right now or trouble with your body. Uh, there's so many angles and you know, the, there's an expression um, that is, I think, very powerful. And it is that everything is connected to everything. So if there's problems in your body, it's going to influence your relationship. It's going to influence your sense of self. It all moves around this multidimensional aspect. So we can break it down to something very simple. But first, I want to just have a little giggle about the conversation of meditation. My higher self has always said, life is meditation. Meditation is life, which means that it's consciousness. When I'm brushing my teeth, I say to my teeth, here's for you, teeth. <laughs> You're going to be strong now, you know, or um, we can use the energy of our own inner wisdom, our own higher self to support us. And that's where I would always begin with the higher self. Uh, you know, higher self, uh, give me a tool that will help me to give my gift today or to be peaceful or to be safe or to be any word that you want to use or to be intelligent or anything that you think you need you could simply say higher self give me a tool that will help me to manifest that and to utilize it and then you imagine it could be a symbol or an object or a color whatever comes into your consciousness you just imagine that you take it in and and once you take it in it begins to shift the synergy of this magic of what occurs in your life in that day. Or you could simply say, for example, um, body, what color do I need to be courageous and ha or happy today or strong or again, any word you want to use? Or another way to do that, where am I holding the answers I need in my body? And then you use this imagination because, you know, science still doesn't know what causes imagination. I have an idea about that. But uh, so when you, when you imagine something, you know, where am I holding um, the, the intelligence I need or the, or the love that I need today in my body? The moment that you go, oh, I feel like it's, 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 as if it's in my knees or my hands, the moment that you allow yourself to focus on that, you have created in you a willingness. You see, part of the problem is that we don't receive. We don't give to ourselves. We don't allow ourselves uh, to be as big as we could be because we, we have the imprint that, that if you're big, you're taking it away from others. Instead of, as my higher self says, the more powerful you are, the more powerful I can be. So where am I holding whatever that energy is uh, in me now? And the moment that I go, oh, it's over here, it's in my hands. I have created um, an awareness of that and an activation that, yes, I have that. And that changes my sense of self. 
in multiple ways and it changes the synergy. So it actually changes what I am magnetizing to myself. I've been talking a lot recently about, in fact, I just did an intensive on it just uh, a couple of days ago on um, magnetism and manifestation. And I think that humans today, people today around the world are feeling as if they can't manifest, you know, that, uh, that their sources have dried up. And that's because we, we have to expand our consciousness, you know, to just, we don't have to see how it could happen. We just have to imagine that it's already happened. So there are so many ways that we can start our day and that says, I am here. I am here and it's, it's going to be good because I'm here and because we humans are good. We have, we have tenderness. We have heart. That's why the whole, all the multi-universes are looking at our species <laughs> because we have in our individuation, we have these, we have the energies of emotion and that emotion creates a ripple. It's like we are the drop in the cosmic sea. We are the rock. You, you know, our experiences oh, are rippling out. No, no. What was that last sentence? Your experiences, what? Our experiences are what? Our, our, our experiences are the rock in the cosmic sea. You know, we, we, because of our experiences, because of our emotions and our love and our, and our feelings, our emotional energies, that is like something that the sea has lost. It's like a life force that the cosmic sea is, has sort of weeded out accidentally or on purpose. And, and so uh, we are creating a tremendous amount of magnetism uh, in terms of that, as we ourselves polish it, as we ourselves polish it. And it's rippling out and, and uh, many, many other civilizations are um, looking at how they can refine it or polish it or utilize it because it allows for, again, individuation, which is the access of creativity. It's like creating new species right there. Every time you have a new thought, you've created something. You are the creator. That's what and I want. My higher self says, yes, go ahead. No, just about creator and what and this connection to higher self. But and also I've been thinking a lot about the word imagination, which is not very good word for understanding the flow of the cosmos through us, because it uh, it means fantasy or or, you know, uh, something we're making. <laughs> We need another word besides imagination. I so love, yes. Do you have maybe one? You have, Do you have one? Well, I was talking about this because I've been teaching remote viewing and I say, let yes. your mind expand. Someone said, maybe it, we can call it primal awareness. That's sort of a name. I would leave the primal out. I, the primal is also one of those things. I always talk about our primary, our primal bodies. I wouldn't call it primal. I know what you mean. I, I would say it's more of an essence, you know. Um, and you're so right, Alan, that, that, we, that we tend to uh, belittle imagination or say it's not real. But, you know, we are at a time now where all of the fantasies are... are um, showing how if you if you out of the periphery of your vision you flicker on something it's that flicker that retinal flicker that causes the magnetizing and the accessing to it you know and so it's it's the same thing as 
um, 20 years ago, if, if you said light or um, mm, psychic, something was psychic, people would go, oh, ugh, nobody does that now. People use the word consciousness now uh, all the time. Everyone does. So I don't worry about emotion. I know that science hasn't figured it out yet, but I love, I love what you're saying and what you're teaching. This is absolutely true. What we want to realize is that it is an essence energy that we can access. And that, again, we're connected. There is no, there is no in our awareness, we might be disconnected from galactic energy. We're part of a galaxy. So why is galactic such a hard word, <laughs> you know? Um, we're, we're connected to all of these energetics. It's, it's not really the word, it's the use of it. It's how we apply it that makes a difference. A long time ago, when I was young, <laughs> younger, <laughs> I was trying to find the words that I could write about, you know, these essence energies, like, like you're talking about, remote viewing, and, and how past and future coincide in the present, and how we how we work all these things. I couldn't find words that described even my own experiences, which I know that all children have. I couldn't find the words. And my higher self said to me, let that go. It's not in the words. If you access it, so if you're teaching an experience of remote viewing, you don't need the words. Once they have experienced that, they become the rock in the pond. They That's become true. the verification. They become the word. When I'm working and doing exercises in consciousness with people, uh, I, I might ask them, uh, what, is, what is something you need right now? And maybe they'd say love or money or health or something. Those are just words. So then I would say, now ask your higher self to show you a symbol or an object or a color that represents those words in the same way that when you're making, when you're teaching, it's not the word. It's not the word. It's the experience of it. That's what makes truth. And that's what takes fantasy into something that we can use. And I think fantasy is something that we use. If you look at the movies today, I was listening to a series that was made 10 years ago, and it's a long series. It's six, it's six seasons. And in every one, they were talking about exactly what's happening on the planet right now. And I would say, wow, who wrote those scripts? Whoever wrote those scripts, they were looking into the future. So they yep. pulled from their fantasies into form. Or <laughs> well, they pulled... They from what was already existing in the consciousness in the in the in the zeitgeist but we started this conversation out when we were talking about so uh, you see what you see because you are who you are and so it, we're on a planet now where there is a lot of beauty which we don't discuss as much as the things that are more challenging but you mentioned the the war within and how it manifests outside. I just wanted to mm -hmm. go back to that, that if we can kind of uh, clear the internal wars, it will reflect less externally. Do you, is that right? That's right. Exactly. It's very hard for us to... To, to, to imagine that because some of the things that are happening outside, we, we say, well, 
I can't be a part of that. I'm not, I'm not a part of that. But what my higher self has always taught me is that this is magnetism. Whatever's being reflected, it's, it's for example, uh, I used to talk about this in terms of emotions. You could say, I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to fight. I won't do it. <laughs> and then you go out in the street and everybody's yelling and fighting. And that's because you haven't cleared that yelling and fighting. You've just tried to cover it up. You said, I won't. And of course, as soon as you say, I won't, your emotional body, which is a very powerful entity, will say, I'll show you. So um, what I'm saying is that if there's a war outside or whatever, or famine or, or disharmony outside, instead of saying, I'm not a part of that or I'm helpless, I'm a victim to it, ask yourself, how is, how is it that I have that inside me that it might be reflecting outside? And if you're willing to say, okay, Perhaps I have a war inside. And then you, you ask inside, where is the war in me? First of all, what is the war? Maybe it's a, a war uh, of disagreement or hurt from your family when you were a child. Maybe it's something that you've done that's unspeakable to you. We all have war <laughs> and in its various forms. And so if we say, oh, I can, yes, I have a residue of of anger or fighting in me so i'll just release it and then it just change what's outside you because why do some people uh, never fear being attacked or hurt uh, and they you know they they're happy and they're peaceful one of the things that i say and, and my higher self says that i think is so important is that when we think, well, if we could just meditate, if in our consciousness we could be peaceful, we want to have peace. <laughs> you can't have peace in, unless you feel safe. And you can't feel safe as long as inside you is a turmoil. We'll always have turmoils because they, they help us to grow. But we don't have to continue like the tiger chasing his tail, the same ones, the same ones. So by simply saying, even, even without going really deeply, if instead of defending and protecting and, and all of that denial, if we said, oh, where's the war inside me at this moment? Because our body, every cell of the trillions of cells of your body hold energy. The souls are the megaphone. The, the souls are the threshold to all of our incarnations, to all of our experiences. So. Where's the war inside me at this moment? Maybe it's in my heart. Good. Bring your conscious awareness into your heart and just allow yourself to feel, oh, there's a war in my heart. What is the frequency of light? Because light makes everything. What is the frequency of light that I need to dissolve the war? I don't need the war. And if I dissolve it, maybe you will dissolve it, which is what happens. And so then whatever color comes to me, I just imagine I suck it in. Again, with my consciousness, I'm giving permission to shift, to evolve, to release. I'm not hiding from it. I'm not masking it. I'm going into it. And I'm saying, okay, what color do I need? My body knows. I suck that color in. And what's really interesting is you dream, bring that color in, you'll start feeling... Uh, a sort of a, a relaxing, an opening energy. And that's how we do it. 
cosmic laws are actually very simple. They're multidimensional. They touch everything, but they're very simple and they're powerful. Well, you, so that's what I would say, Barbara, is to look at the outside. And, uh, and so there's two parts of that. Let me say there's two parts because this is my whole point in this conversation. One part is to change what needs to be changed inside the self with the concept of as I change, I know that my world will change. And the second part of that is to then look at the wars outside and say, what do I want to give to this war? I want to give a shift to release the war outside. We, we, we really can't continue wars if we want to survive as a species, you know. So then on an individual basis, never mind a government, a country, a, uh, um, or anything else, you, yourself, although it's great to begin to work in groups, but you yourself, if you have a consciousness that say, here's this war, what frequency of light does it need from me to begin to be released? We don't have to hold the war. You could choose to focus that on the people that are perpetrating the war, both sides. You could, you could choose to look at it in terms of the, the land. You could look at it in many conscious ways. But when you focus your attention, the giver has the power. And then you pull those energies through you as you are, as Allison and, uh, and I were talking about, the creator. As you're pulling energies in, you become the creator. You're taking something that's cosmic and you're funneling it into a human frequency that belongs to us. So you become the creator and you extend it out. And when you extend it out, then you change it. Mm. And the cosmic giggle that. that I always, yeah, the cosmic giggle that I always love, and I love to use this, this expression is that when we talk about, I wrote about this in my book, The Evolution of God, that God is ever evolving as well, our concept of, of that, is that the creator is changed by its creations. I agree. The creator wow. is changed by its creations. Wow. And yes. that is, if we Evolution. massage that one, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. But you talk a lot about, and I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. You say, my higher self says, but what's your, or the Chris, relationship to the higher self? And when do you start to be one with the higher self and merge that? You know, your whole life is emerging with the higher self. You don't get here without the power of your soul and your higher self is your soul. It's just an aspect that you can get hold of. So your higher self will change its form. So, so you use your imagination to call forth uh, a, a, an energy that you could recognize that, that doesn't say, oh, there's Chris and she's this old or she's a woman or there's all these other aspects of her. No, Chris <laughs> is just... Uh, uh, one flicker of my own higher self. I am my higher self. You are your higher self. So I'll ask my higher self, shall I call somebody at this time so that my higher self can arrange the synergy? So your higher self is your own inner voice. It's your own wisdom. But it's your wisdom that's connected to the cosmos. It's your wisdom that is beyond your personality, beyond your one life. It's your essence of your soul, really. Chris, so, I want to, sorry, on that note, 
what yes. I read wrote recently is instead of always looking you and Alan on, on uh, the tail of what you're saying, you're saying to ask our higher self. So we're always asking others. We're looking for people. And you commented on one of your posts that it's time for us to access our own higher self. It, it's the, the days of looking outward are, are ending. And so you're, you've always been here to empower people. And I think that yes. that is what is such a, a, a healthy uh, expression of creation. And I think that's yes. so, so important. And when you said that you pull the cosmic energy uh, and funnel it in and turn it into a human frequency, I mean, that is so powerful because we have the ability to do this. And, and so, Alan, I, I think we need to ask our higher self a lot more questions. Yeah, and and enjoy the fact that you will be answered. <laughs> I love initially, that. when I was first practicing, I used to say, I'd ask my higher self a question, and then I would say, oh, no, but I don't want to do it that way. I don't want that. That's going to be too hard. And I quickly discovered that if I asked the question and my higher self said, this is the, this is the pathway, you know, take this action. If I did it, even though it seemed like it was impossible, miracles would happen. It would, it would move around. But if I said, no, 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 I don't want to do it after I asked, then I would, I would be taught by myself how difficult I could make things for myself. But I love that you say that. And that's why my first intensive at the Light Institute this year is about the higher self. Because people often say to me, well, I've lost my connection to my higher self. Well, in reality, you can't lose your connection. You just, you just lost your attention. <laughs> you lost your focus that, that you have this part of you in the same way that you have your body. <laughs> Nobody else has your body. When you're born, you're born. When you die, you die. You know, uh, when, you, when you heal, you heal. And I, I thank you, Barbara, so much for talking about that. Because I think that's one of the pivotal leaping off points of all of us on the planet at this time is that it's not the time to say the government's going to fix it or somebody's going to give me, give it to me. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about galactics, Alan, there's a whole conversation about. Oh, I know you, you know, want to have that conversation. But guys, before, one last thing on this. The mind yeah. is powerful. So, so sometimes it is hard even for me to is that my higher self or is that like my ego, which is not, you know, yes. is that a, is it not coming from the purity of my higher self? And so is there any kind of a way to make that more? Yeah. Uh, First of all, we, we work on it so much because I, I'm smiling and laughing because in terms of our ego, on the one hand, we think we're the, so powerful, our mind is so powerful that we could, we could fantasize or we could make something that isn't true because we want it to be or we choose it to be. And on the other side, we beat ourselves up and say that we're not worthy and we don't have the power to do anything. <laughs> so I just skipped the ego conversation. But thank you for that because people ask that question all the time. Is this my higher self or is this my ego? Uh, is, this my is this my higher self or is this my ego? <laughs> If you have that sense that you're manipulating it, of course, that's a little giggle too, is that who's manipulating? Maybe your higher self is manipulating you to play that game. <laughs> but if you really are not sure of it, there is a simple way to do that. And that is to, you ask your higher self to take form. 
because you want to have something that you're repl- that you're relating to. We don't. It's very hard for us to even relate to our bodies, or to relate to our minds. We we really have a lot of confusion about that. But if you ask your higher self to take a form, and then you imagine that your higher self is sitting in the light of the sun, which represents you know the creative energy. If it disappears, it's not your higher self. It'll go away like that. It would be a figment of your imagination aspect of the imagination that's linked to your emotional imprints or conclusions. Uh, So if you really, you know, we're very concerned. But again, what I'm saying to you is that often people say, well, my higher self keeps coming as a unicorn or it keeps coming as a this or this or this. It's doing that because you're stuck like a record or stuck. The higher self is as fast as the cosmos. You know, imagine how fast our earth is spinning and we don't feel it. Although we're beginning to. <laughs> you know, I think uh, higher, for me, the higher self seems closer than ever, whatever you want to call that aspect of the bigger being. And it seems like, and you think you've talked about that, the modality of time itself is changing. It's changing to yes. um, the yes. frequency is increasing. And talk about that. And then bring in your galactic stories, because that's the part I really love. But talk uh, about that. Okay. Okay. So again, I want to <clears throat> bring into our consciousness that we get frustrated or we feel nothing good is going to happen because we're, we're, we are disconnected. If you could imagine a word that I've always loved, the streaming of the cosmos, how fast that is and how we are quickening our frequency. That's what evolution is. Then we can say... Don't, don't worry about today or tomorrow, but see something that is more eternal, your true self, your purpose of being here, your, you know, uh, that energy, that expands your consciousness tremendously. But if we're at the, the end of our conversation, I will go right into this little story I want to tell you about galactic energy. One time, many years ago, I was laying in my bed, and I have a, a glass ceiling so I can see the the uh, galaxies and the, you know, all of the stars. And I was sleeping and I was suddenly awoken by a gentle little something in my brain. And I looked at the end of my bed and there were three very small beings with big eyes. They were very white and they were actually very beautiful. But I remembered that book about the grays, you know, this was probably 50, 40, 50 years ago, very long time ago. And, and they were standing there and they were, they were actually, I felt this gentleness in my brain as they awakened me and they were. Did we lose Chris? Oh, there, we lost Chris for a second. Oh, go ahead, you're back. Unmute yourself because I think the grays have just interfered with you. I just unmute the lower left. That's a whole conversation about how they've changed, how we have changed them. But anyway, so there they were. And because I had that frame of reference and they had the big big eyes, it was because of their big eyes. I said, go away, go away. And, And so they disappeared immediately. And my higher self, my own inner voice came and said, you just lost the opportunity of your life. They came for your help. And you did not help them because of the, the smallness of your repertoire. The then, then two years ago, 
I was uh, taking a group in an intensive to Sedona, where there's a lot of uh, UFO con contacts and a lot of energies, and there are many vortices there. There's one particular vortice that people don't know. Uh, they know of the place, but they don't know what it is. It's a portal. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, uh, my higher self showed me how to get into this portal. So I took some people into the portal. But what was so wonderful for me was those, those three beings never came back to me. I called them and I said, I was sorry. <laughs> and uh, whatever there is in my consciousness or in my soul that connects to you, I will help you, whatever. Mm -mm. I, I went through that, into that portal. And there were many, many different species and many things that happened there. But there were those three beings. Yeah. So they had, again, and this is a, this is a show you how time is so fast and yet time stands still, you know, uh, there is that there is a point of reference and that's, we are a point of reference right now to the evolution of our planet and the evolution of our species. We are that point right now. And so what? I had circled around and come to that point. And so they, they brought themselves into, into presence with me again. And so I was able to shift from the constriction of and the, and the anxiety or the fear or the limitation of before to a place where I could participate from my higher self's um, infinite cosmic uh, beingness. Don't you like that story? Well, no, tell us more. What, happened? what did they say? Barbara, I just want to ask you. Oh, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. No, I really want to know, don't you, Alan? Well, I spend a lot of time there, so I want to know where in Sedona you might be. Uh, I'll tell you that. And, you know, it's something that's uh, very sacred. And a okay. lot of people... I've, I've noticed over the years, because my father lived in Sedona for 50 years, so I've gone there a lot as well. And I've noticed over the last 50 years that, that our human consciousness has sort of sucked the energy out of some of those vortices. Yes, yes. And yes. so I, I'll discuss with you sometime about that. But, okay. Uh, and, and it would be too long to tell you. It's too holographic. Again, uh, the conversation that happened between us, and this is so important when we talk to... Um, everyone else who is interested in galactics is again it's not in the words the the it was telepathic uh it was multi-dimensional it was uh multi-universal multiversal in that uh the the conversation and the images and the awareness and the in the exchange was much more than than i could say to you in words the words were um supporting to Yes, the earth needs you to pay attention to the Devi kingdom. Um, the Devi kingdom is the kingdom of nature. And that the earth, basically they said the same things that my higher self, have, I mean, so much more, that my higher self has always said, uh, Gaia will always exist. She might become like Venus and become a gas planet if we don't quit messing around. <laughs> but Gaia will always be there even though there's another planet that's coming into our frame of reference, we're not just our nine planets, we have a new planet coming in. But anyway, uh, but the two-leggeds, the two-leggeds may not. Mm. And so, and so- um, Do we know about this other planet? There, there's, there's other planets, there are other, and this is why I have noticed for 
about 30 years that our, our North Pole is beginning to wobble. It's really wobbling now. This is not a thing to be afraid of, but it is something to know that it's part of why we're here. You know, we want to pay attention to the pulsing, to the earthquakes, to the fires, to the, to the waters, to the, to the things that are, the earth is expressing to us. One of the cute things that I notice is that anytime I have an intensive or, or, or there's some intense emotional thing that goes on, for example, at the Light Institute, which may happen in your groups as well, it always rains. Out of a clear blue sky, it'll start to rain because water, our earth is what, 80% water? It represents so much of who we are. And so even if you, if you to come back to how can I do things for myself, if you want to feel balanced or safe or peaceful, you could just take a glass of water and laser a kind of consciousness into that water that said that really experiences that capacity to be safe and drink that water down. What will happen is you'll start to feel safe. So there's so many ways that we can again, move back and forth between that, which seems different than us, the galactic energy and that, which is, we are, we are all of this. We are all of this. We have all this genetic encoding. Talk about the new cognition because you've been a leader in understanding how to perceive these higher dimensions. So what's one way people could realize their multidimensionality that you can kind of awaken people to? You know, there, I could go on for days about that, Alan. I'm trying to think of something. The easiest thing is to realize uh, something that that came to me that took away a lot of fear of death or fear of anything was to, as I was talking about before, I am all of this. Uh, so if you focus on a beautiful flower, the earth, all of us need beauty right now in whatever way we can bring it. But, uh, and I like things that grow. But if you, if you, again, dare I say, imagined or used your consciousness to say, how am I the same as a, as a flower? The flower is the sexual part of a plant. Sexuality is the closest energy to spirit. It just goes on and on and on. So what I would say is that it's very important to, to um, begin to, to pull to you, to magnetize to you a recognition that you are you are galactic, you are human, you are angelic, you are devic, you are the plants, you are the animals, you are the sky. And to actually feel that you could take that energy in and it supports your life and then radiate it out, radiate it out from you. It's that, it's that radiating out that brings us a sense of belonging and peace and purpose. And so I would say that new consciousness has to get over, I'm not good enough, or I can't, I don't have the power, or uh, why does the galactic, here's something that I, it tickles me no end. People who have very strong galactic energy, everybody has galactic DNA. It's just whether it's important to you in this lifetime, which I think is pretty important right now. <laughs> but very often people who, I can tell it by the shape of their bodies, various kinds of galactics and so forth and so on. And they'll say, you know, why, why don't I ever have somebody that comes to talk to me, some galactic that comes, a galactic ship, or I love the balls, the lights that come, you know, galactic energies that come. Why doesn't that ever happen to me? It's usually the ones that are the most galactic that never have an experience, you know? Why is that? 
Why is they're that? living what it, right? It? They are they are it. It's like we're bringing yeah. the galactic into the yeah. human, into the human yeah. realm. But what they're doing is that they, they see it only outside. And so in the classical human behavior, oh, she has it, he has it, but where's mine? You know, instead of looking, if you look for it, you'll find it. You know, and I have a book called uh, Soul Bodies. And in that book, I talk about galactic, angelic, and, and devic, uh, DNA. You know, <laughs> to find your galactic DNA, it's, it's not difficult. It's not difficult. Where am I holding galactic energy that I could utilize and that I could give out? You know, as we express the galactic in us, we are serving. It goes back to the galaxies. There is that yep. dance I was talking about. You know, so we are helping them, <laughs> you want to call it them, and they are helping us because we're the same. It's a, it's a giving and receiving, but you're right. Yes. A lot of us don't know how to receive, but when you give, you receive. You touched just uh, right. lightly upon uh, what kind of alleviated or uh, your fear of death. And I still don't understand why it's so darn difficult uh, to get out of here. Like, isn't there an easier way? Why does it have to be so dramatic? <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you said that because one of the things that my higher self is, says is, is my purpose or my potential or my possibility here is to seed into humanity that it's time to stop dying through disease or yes. age or accident. All three of those, accidents, age, and disease, they're Amen. violent to your divine source. They're violent. This is my vehicle. It's my galactic vehicle, my angelic vehicle, my divic vehicle. This is what I've got to do what I do. So you can't get out. And I think if we begin to realize that we don't, ha we don't have to die by disease or, or accident or death, we can begin to actually use life, as my higher self says, and, and know that you'll go home when you're done. Yes, and this in actuality, is we have the power. We have the power to say we're done. And I can tell you because I I spend a lot of time with people who are dying, and I always see that they're done. And Chris, it's amazing I, I when they really is, say, "I'm done." I, I <laughs> they feel, die. I think this is your next class because there's a collective belief that, and a lot of our souls want to get out, and we pick one of those really ridiculous ways of doing it which is very painful ways, uh, painful ways. Yeah. Abrasive They're all painful and dramatic. It's like enough already. Like there has yes. to be a, yes. just a new awakening to uh, how we make that shift. And I think this is very important because the fear of death, I really believe drives so much behavior that is a fear driven. And um, it, so it kills life. It, it, death kills life, you know, and it one does. of the things that to just to bring this full circle is that, you know, um, if you if you could see yourself as a cosmic being with cosmic consciousness, that's why I do incarnational work. Whenever we look at incarnations of the soul, I'm very interested in saying, and how did you die? Because after people died a few times, they start to lose that, oh my God, I'll die. You see, the reason you're afraid of dying is because you're afraid that the poison and the blame that you have for yourself and, and the imperfection of yourself, that, that if you die, then somehow that's all there is, you know, that you're thinking of this body dying instead of, you can't, your soul will not die. 
Well, are we ever done? Like, you say you said when we're done, but are we ever? We're never done because the adventure of the soul is infinite. So are we? No, done? we're only we only we only may be done with the, what again. And this is why I have to say, you know, everything that's happening on this planet fascinates me. Look at what's happening with people who are, you know, half male, half female, that they express these kinds of things. <laughs> well, that's because we all have a repertoire so far beyond this body that we're carrying right now. See, mm -hmm. so when we when we can actually absorb into us that we are cosmic beings, then we can uh, enjoy being a uh, human being, you know, right. and utilize the human being. Done is only done with this. Done is only done with the limitation. I'm never going to be you physically, Alan. You know, yeah. I'm. I, I, but you're I'm not going to be Chris again, thing. right? No, of course not. Of course not. But, but and that's why it's so amazing to me. For example, I have to say this may your audience may not like this, but it fascinates me that various religions think of going to heaven or going on beyond the body you have now in the same body you have. That makes no logical sense at all. Right. But let's talk about the future. Like, you know, so you've been a great visionary and you're still a bit and you and there's something coming to planet Earth. And what does the vision of this future humanity really look like to you? And what do you think? <laughs> it looks, it is so joyous to me. It's so joyous to me, Alan, because it looks like people, for example, um, sometimes because of, and, and this is so interesting, when we're doing, when we're doing Zoom, for example, sometimes uh, you will see somebody's whole face change or their body change. You know, uh, Native American societies have always used that, all different societies have, have used that, that, you know, I can change from this body to that body kind of conversation, you know? So what I see is that we will be able to use the body that we have and it may look differently. Sometimes I'm so galactic, it scares even me. I'm not scares me, it makes me laugh. You know, I think, oh my gosh, is somebody else saying that? And people will go, you know, you look really different right now. You know, and I have to go, okay, let's get into your human form here, Griscom. You know, uh, so what I see in the future is that we won't mind so much that this, these fluctuations, and not only between male and female or races, we've been all races on this planet. What's the fuss? You know, but we have also, <laughs> we also are sharks. We are also blue green algae. We are also the wind. We are also infinite in galactics. And so my, what I see in the future is that we will begin to recognize this in ourselves and express this in ourselves in ways that bring us together. When, when, you, when you see somebody who, like in your group, who have who are interested in cosmic consciousness, you will see that you know <laughs> that you're together because of this, and so you recognize each other. I see in the future that humans will recognize each other all across all across our planet, and what I what I would like to see is that we do this now without making the Earth teach us. What we're doing now is we're letting the Earth teach us. The Earth is giving us. <laughs> Lesson 101 of life. The earth is saying, okay, I'll just, you know, flush out your 
your uh, the raise the seas and wash and wash out your village. Why? Because what happens then is that we suddenly start helping each other. We don't care that you live in this neighborhood or you have that color of skin. We don't care. We suddenly realize that what happens to you happens to me. So this is life 101. What happens when we get to life 100? That's where I am. Wow. And that's where all both of you are. Wow. The potential of humans is infinite because we're galactic, because we're deviant, because of the rich repertoire that we have throughout a timeless cosmic history. And the more that we seek it, the more we will express it. And mm. that's my vision of the future. Do you, do you see the free exchange of humans and galactics uh, and openness? Yes, yes but I, I love that you asked me this question. I hope I haven't interrupted you because one of the tickles that, that have come to my life have been so often uh, a, a, spiritual, a galactic teacher will say, okay, the galactics have told me they're coming to Mount Shasta, for example, or, or Sedona or wherever. And they're coming on the 15th of whatever. So hundreds and thousands of people come there, nothing happened. You know, you have to get the cosmic giggle. Your timeline and your desires and your need to show people that this is true, it doesn't mean anything to them. My concern is I would love to have the galactics take form and show themselves. I think that um, if they did, they would change the, the trajectory of human evolution. Yeah. I, I know angels, because of their contracts and because of their karma, they cannot interfere. They have the law of non-interference. Galactics can interfere, but they will not, Alan. They will not. And somebody asked me in one of my questions, uh, knowing questions of, a few weeks ago, why would the galactics ever do it? <laughs> you know, for such a mess, why would they bother? Well, because what happens to you happens to them, you know, on some levels. So I don't think that they're going to come in and go, okay, we're going to fix this. And here's the giggle. They already have. How do you think we came up with the cracking of the atom or computers or TV shows or what you know? Because they have they are here right now because we are the galactics. They are seeding our consciousness right now. Now, I have to tell you a little giggle. We may be off the computer right now because I don't know if I want to ever say this in, in to the world. Well, you want to know one of my own, own little personal dreams? Huh? You're saying it to the world right now, if you don't mind. So I know, I know I am. But, well, I'm saying okay. it to a specific kind of group. So I, I can say it to all of you who are listening, because I know that, that you will understand this and you'll get a giggle out of it. One of my deep desires that I have had for more than 50 years, I used to go around in the deserts of Arizona looking for a place that would allow for the galactics and the best of the humans to come together. I've had that since I was a little girl. So one of my little envisions would be to have one of these nice little guys, you know, that I know are not the greys, that are not the bad guys. <laughs> if you want to call them bad guys, that's a whole different conversation. But anyway, a galactic. I would love to enter to the UN. This is my fantasy. I would enter the UN with this galactic and I would say, there is something that here you see this, this being, you can look at them, 
you can touch them, you can listen to them, you can be in their vibration. Now, allow yourself to receive the teachings, the seedings they want to give you, because we are a young species. I think it would change the galactic, or I would change the religious wars. It would, be, it would change all of that them and us stuff right now. Yes, I totally That's my do. fantasy. But that's, that's like saying, that's but that's like making contact. But that's like saying that we need some kind of a uh, a download to to uh, open our perspective. So you know, Barbara. No, no, I get what you're saying, Barbara. No, what? what <laughs> there's there's the recognition, the, the teaching that we three are giving, which is we are the galactics. And it's not an outside, it's inside us. But this outside is always inside us. I am I am loving what galactics have to teach me. They can download all they want into me, that's fine. I am not depending on them. What I'm saying is when you ask me what will be the, you know, what would be the the role of galactics in the future. Yeah. I'm saying that I always feel that if humans could actually see something in form, it would help them. But mm -hmm. if the humans are thinking the galactics are going to fix it, they're not. They're just going to show you. They're going to teach you. Right. We need that teaching. visual. We need There's that a visual. difference. I, we I, like I the visual. Making, making contact, this book on about these, it's about making contact with ourselves because we are yes. this conscious. Yeah. So. That's why that's why after all these years, I had this one intensive called We Galactics. And I'm going to do it again in Greece this year because we we have to, we really have to come to it. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that it is inside us. And then it's how do we use it? It's always about how we use it. Yeah. You know, when we talk about okay, what's your gift? Oh, we have millions of gifts. Use your presence. It's not what you do. It's your presence on this planet. Walk down the street, you know, smile at somebody, touch somebody, say hello. You may have changed their day. It's so easy. Chris, so I have easy. an important question. A lot of people yes. go to locations. Like someone told me they're going to a place in Greece, uh, Tinos, that there's a vibration of the Mother Mary. Do you have to go someplace? No, no, thank you so much. Thank you so much. The same thing with Sedona or, or anywhere in the planet. I, I always say that. Thank you. That's that 101 again. You go there because you're hoping that you're going to get her energy. No, you can sit in your house and get her energy or any kind of energy you want to. You are the vehicle. It's your consciousness that will bring it. And, you know, I took those people there. Um, actually not trying to show them anything. I, I went there, you know, to say, wow, look at this beautiful place here. And there came the, there came the portal. So I used it. Well, you know, don't you think uh, that you don't earth, need to be in Sedona. You don't need don't to be in Sedona. The earth, the earth is a tool to assist people in that. I evolution. do. I do. But what I would like, absolutely. And we have the gift of going to these places. And I think anything we use, whether we use a, a, a writing or we use a visual, any kind of the, you know, little tools that we have support us. The problem is that you think it's only there. It's not just there. 
But if you go there, hopefully, if you have a good teacher who takes you there, they're going to, a good teacher is going to prove to you and show you now you have it, you've always had it, but now you've awakened it. And if you had, if you went there to awaken it, great, but now you have it, you don't have to be there. But Chris, you talk about the water a lot, the ocean and the water. Yes. Is yeah. that's so that's important for other reasons, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> survival. <laughs> it's important because this planet was all water. And the water on this planet, which I still can't get into my head, but this is what science says, that it's the meteors that brought the water to this planet. You know, mm -hmm. so imagine that when you think of the depth of an ocean. But oceans um, hold frequencies. They are, water is the best. That's why we have, you know, 80% water in your brain or 90%, 90% at birth, because water is a transformer and it, tra it transits things and it brings it into form. That's why it is the essence of, of ideas. It's the essence of, of uh, health. It's the essence of emotions. And what is our gift? coming to this planet to access human emotions. Mm. If we feel something, uh, we can use it. Mm. And so, yes, the water, you know, here's me. I gave birth in the sea. The sea is my mother. I was raised by the sea. My entire adult life, I have never lived by the sea. Why is that? The sea is inside me. The sea, oh. I don't know. It's karma, you know. The sea is inside me, but I go to the sea as much as possible because I love the sea. But I feel the sea in the earth. This earth was all sea. If you go 500 feet down in Galisteo, you'll get brackish water, inland seas. I have found things from millions of years ago that belong to that sea here. You know, anywhere you go. And, and here's a way, Barbara, we could, we could bring this back to a different conversation perhaps, is that Anything that you hold in your consciousness that it means something, you can use that. That's why my higher self says, whatever you experience, that's what your truth is for that moment. So, so Chris, do you feel this vibrational shift in your body? Do you feel something different happening now, personally, embodiment-wise? Or is it just always the oh, same? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. No, no, no. We're not, I'm not the same. I was a week ago and I'm not the same. I was this morning. Different vibrations are moving in me depending on what my consciousness is doing. What am I focusing on? On mm -hmm. by the other hand, by the other side of that, as I always say to people, you could be doing the dishes. You could be, well, you know, doing anything, walking down the street and you could be having the most profound galactic divine experience, whatever. At the same time, we are multidimensional beings. You know, frequencies are a dance. You create the frequencies that you allow. So you're already those frequencies. You just didn't know it. That's the trick of time. Time well, is an illusion. That's the trick of you, time. Do you want to drop in? Because as we sort of wrap up and see if there's really some key message you want to tell the people watching and who will be watching? It's the same message we've said all along. And my key message on this planet at this time is that you are it. You are it. And it is not what you accomplish. It's not any of the outside chatter that just keeps you busy here. 
But if you would just allow yourself to realize that you are everyone else on this planet, that, that uh, you can access anything or anyone or any doing, that it's about how you allow yourself to be that, to connect. I think connection might be one of my best words right now is that we need to connect to our higher selves. We need to connect to this earth. Uh, we need to connect to each other in ways that bring our, the gift of our human emotion, the ecstasy, as you said, the ecstasy, the rapture, the bliss that we could have if we just allowed it. And mm. if we would allow that. So if you, would, if you would just allow in your own sense of self that everything that happens outside you is within you and it's, it is showing you what you have to give. If you go around and say, who am I now? Don't bother with, my higher self says, don't bother with who you are now because five minutes from now, you'll be somebody else. You know, it's your core energy. It's that cosmic soul energy that we have come here to use, use life, use whatever you have. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too big. There's nothing you should be doing. There's nothing you should be. You are. And so what I'm saying, I think, in this time is give up blaming everybody else or projecting onto everything else and walk in this world with this energy of I am here and you are here and we are here. And that is our purpose. And whatever is happening on this planet, we can influence, we can embrace, we can shift and we can evolve as we evolve through our soul experiences in body on planet earth. That's what I would say. Beautiful. So beautiful and it's so simple and gosh, we really complicate things. I really implore everybody to tune into Chris's meditations and the, can you just tell When are those meditations, how can people find them? Tell us about them and how, yes. I'm sorry, what did you say, Alan? Well, Barbara said tune into the but I want to know how people can find those meditations, where, where to find them online. They're free on YouTube. Oh. I have little short ones that I did at the beginning of uh, COVID, and then all of my Sunday meditations in which people ask questions around the world. First, we do a little meditation, which is drawing in the light and radiating the light and connecting to our higher self. That's what we do in the first part. And then in the second part, anybody who has any kind of questions about anything, we, we, we converse about those questions to sort of uplift us all. So that is free. I also have a, a beautiful set, which is called Global Echelon. And that does cost a little bit, $50 a month, but you get two hours of me doing exercises of a consciousness together as a group. And then, uh, global uh, energy, we extend energy out to everything on the planet. I have a whole series of uh, things that have to do with human potential and global responsibility, uh, human nature alliance, echo SOS, you can, you can tag into that, that's free. Um, at uh, my site, chriscriscom.com, uh, 